the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money invested in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about Risk versus reward is probably one of the things some people think they understand, but there's a different type of risk. And if you don't start with that basic premise, there's like, you're missing a lot. Currency risk, headline risk, earnings risk, inflation risk, all of them can affect your investment or your assets, right? It's all well and good if your real estate goes up, but if food goes up and everything else goes up, is that asset that real estate going to be, is that liability of a monthly mortgage payment going to become an asset? Are you going to sell it? Did you sell it? Did you not sell it? Are you waiting to sell it? Do you lock in the game? So here's one chance of explaining risk versus reward. Risk is the uncertainty. It's the chance of loss. Reward is in a gain on investment. You kind of have to calculate it. How much risk do you want to take, downside protection, versus how much reward do you want to go for, upside gain? So the more risk you want to take, the more aggressive you want to be with stocks versus bonds. The more conservative, the more you would want to be bonds versus stocks. So you kind of get to fill out a a survey, which I'm not a big survey guy. I'm not saying I'm I'm doubting them, but I, I find some flaws in If the market were to go down 10%, would that cause you to really want your money back or to demand your money back? Or are you cool with it? Those surveys just don't quite hit it all for me. They're there for a good reason. So that when there's a lawsuit because you yell at someone because the market went down, they go, but you told me you could take, you know, a down market. And now you're saying you can't. And then again, they said, no, 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 no. I fill out the forms that said, I can't take it down market. And you had me in the, in the market. Then, then uh-huh, we just hung ourselves, right? So risk, obviously, venture capital. And usually speaking, stock options hit the height of the pyramid of risk. It's at the tippy top. Then once you get under that venture capital area, and the venture capital could be one of your friends saying, you know, look, I know a guy who is looking for $100,000 so he could start up his own Popeye's fried chicken. It could be venture capital, like you give your money to a, a, a VC who goes out and hangs out at Sand Hill and tries to have boy meet girl in the world of investments, venture capital. So below that level of risk, though, is, is probably real estate stocks mutual funds, index funds, bonds. Keep in mind, real estate has an added component of risk when you don't buy it on the stock market. You can buy real estate on the stock market, and if you want 100 shares of office properties, you can get 100 shares of office properties, and you're done. 
And that's where the stock market kind of beats the mortgage market or the real estate market that's tied towards investments. You don't have that 30-year mortgage, that 15-year mortgage, or that 7-year balloon. And some people would say, exactly, you're using other people's money. Leverage on the way up is wonderful. Leverage on the way down is crushing. And then below, so far we've kind of hit two levels of, of risk and reward. Venture capital, very, very high on the pyramid of risk. Beneath that, you hit real estate, stocks, mutual funds, index funds, mutual bond, mini bonds, corporate bonds. And beneath that level, you hit treasury bonds. The U.S. Treasury, where you're like, like, like those E-series bonds that grandma had or something like that, war bonds, and you're like, yeah, exactly. Not that many people are buying treasury bonds until they're in their 50s or 60s. And again, that's kind of an overstatement by me. I'm, I'm just saying it's nice for the U.S. government to say, okay, if you give us money, we'll give you 2% back over the next 10 years or 2.8% back over the next 10 years. Each year for the next 10 years, you get 2.8% interest. That's not bad because you know the U.S. government has kind of had this history of paying you back. Now, if you're buying treasury bonds, your, your risks start not to necessarily become, do you get your principal back, but does your rate of interest that you get, the yield, is that keeping up with inflation? So even though the principal is at very low risk with the treasury bond, the rate of inflation could be the risk factor for you. You want your money to keep up with inflation, right? So now beneath the treasury bonds, the world of the risk pro- profile ladder, or in this case, pyramid, the base of risk, the safest areas to be are probably cash. Within reason, some Bitcoin enthusiasts are always cash is very chief. Not looking for that. Um, a CD, certificate of deposit, which I know when I said CD, you're thinking compact disc, compact disc. Should I get a compact disc? Your bank savings account or your credit union saving account, both insured up to $100,000 plus. And not a big history of bank accounts, savings, or checkings, or credit union accounts. Not a big history of collapse in the United States where your money went bye-bye and you never saw it again. So that's that's that. That's your risk-to-reward pro, uh, pyramid. So again, the more re- risky you want, the more reward you want, you kind of have to couple these things. I don't mind down markets. I've forever seen myself as 20 years old, and it's not realistic, right? But from an investor's standpoint, that's great because I've been willing to expose myself to more long-term risk and long-term rewards where the risk on like stocks is probably a little bit higher in like a one-year period or a two-year period, but over a four, five, six, seven, eight, ten-year period, the reward's there, and you lower your risk profile. And again, I do see myself as younger than I actually really am, and that's a good thing in the investment world. But to be realistic, as I'm getting older, I'm also saying, where's the X at? What's my dollar amount? So risk versus reward. you got to see where you are and where you want to get to. Uh, you do not want to be thinking about you know, best investment ideas when you're 65, 70. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing more. 
Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So I officially want to go on record saying that I hate the culture we live in when we refer to each other as bro. Bro, bra, bro, bra, bro, bro. No, God! Can't handle it. Steve Carroll. Uh, I'm throwing down that he wins an Academy Award this year. Just saying. 2019, 2018 is his year. I don't even know what that means. And the Oscar goes to... Black. Me. Black. You ever wonder what you would say if you won an Academy Award? Uh, I do. My neighbor ever goes on a killing spree or they find dead bodies in his backyard. I'm going to be like, I knew it. I knew it. He was a weirdo. And I'm not going to be the guy who's like, he was so quiet and to himself. He was such a nice guy. I didn't think he'd cause trouble. No, 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 no. I knew it. So Golden State goes out and signs a guy named Demarcus Cousins. He's reached a one-year, $5.3 million deal to join the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. His nickname is Boogie. Okay, let's start with that. Um, first time someone says, I'm going to call you Boogie. I'm like, no, that's not going to stick. Okay, Boogie, whatever, Boogie. No, that's not going to stick. Might as well try Booger because Boogie's not going to stick. Okay, Boogie, whatever, Boogie. Oh, man, it's stuck. So Cousins had the unfortunate four or five-time All-Star, something like that. He had the unfortunate issue of becoming essentially disabled, right? He had a injury, um, torn Achilles. I know, I know you're thinking, when I think Achilles, I think of Brad Pitt in the movie Troy. Please try to forget that movie. Please try to forget that movie. Sweet. I think Brad Pitt's bought every copy that he can buy and try, has tried to destroy it. But, yeah, so they add this guy who was disabled, right? It goes to show you that how long do people play professional sports? Not terribly long. Do you feel weird that he got a $5.3 million deal when probably a year ago he could have got a $25 million deal per year? I might be making this up. I don't know everything that I'm supposed to know about NBA salary caps and such. But, yeah, how, how are you and your ability to earn income? How are you and your ability to pay your bills? If, you, if I were to tell you that you're only going to work for three to seven years, which is probably the average length of an NBA career, right? NFL, it's just over three years. It's not very long. So $5.3 million this year. Keep in mind, if you make $100,000 a year, it's going to take you 40 years to make $4 million. So he's going to make basically $100,000 a year for the next 50 years, right? $5.3 million. Now, something tells me that he's going to go out and maybe get a car. Something tells me he's going to go out and get depreciating assets, maybe like a boat. But, uh... I don't know. LeBron James moved to Los Angeles. And uh, I don't know. Who's the biggest loser there? L.A.? No. 
probably Lonzo Ball, right? You think you think LeBron James is going to put up with Lonzo Ball's dad, LeVar Ball, like for more than a minute? I don't think so. So that's going to be interesting to watch as that unfolds. Uh, but again, I go back to the idea of getting injured and Boogie, having a nickname like Boogie. The idea of getting injured and losing your ability to earn income is why you have disability insurance. And you should take a look at it. A couple years ago, I got a packet from Aflac. Remember that duck that goes, Aflac! And I remember Gilbert Gottfried did the voice, and he told the greatest joke ever once when he talked about Hogan's hero being a comedy. Like, what television executive had the cojones to pitch a Nazi prison camp as a comedy. Um, but anyway, so Gilbert Gottfried sent me a package from Aflac once. And I was like, what is this? And it, it was supplemental insurance. It was insurance on top of insurance. So like if you had needed tooth insurance because your health care doesn't cover it. Or you need insurance in case you have big health care spending. Or you want to try to save money in health care. So Affleck, that's one of those things that you almost have to say, I'm going to read that HR paperwork. Have you ever read the HR paperwork? First and foremost, I like HR. For me, it's always like, I'm going to go talk to HR. And everyone's like, what? What are you upset about? I'm like, nothing. I just, I like HR. I like different branches of the company. And since I'm in quote unquote talent side, talking about money and being on air, whether it be radio or television, kind of a big deal. People know me. I've got many fine leather books that smell of rich mahogany. Um, yeah, so I like going to HR. You should take a look at your HR benefits. And typically, you can get it like this. You can get HR and go, now, don't say this to HR because you'll get in trouble. Don't say, hey, baby, I love you, baby. Can I get a copy of those HR benefits? I'm don't say it like important. that. Hey, baby, berber, I love you, berber. Um, don't you have a wife and I have a husband? Why are you talking about loving me? I kind love of a big deal. Can I see your HR benefit statement? So, yes, HR typically has a benefit statement that you should read. Home prices make the biggest jump in four years. Home prices jumped 7.1% annually. <laughs> those who have and those who do not have. Those who have are Homer Simpson. Woohoo! Those who do not have are whoa wah. not happy if mortgage rates were to rise further fewer homeowners will want to move the supply of homes for sale has been dropping on an annual basis for the past 36 months home prices jumped 7.1% annually 50% of all existing homeowners have a mortgage with a mortgage rate of 3.75% or less holy shnikes is that right now that mortgages are at 4.6%, you're going to find that people don't really like that. One percentage point higher than 3.75% would be 24% more burdensome. It's exponential, ladies and gentlemen. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I went to a doctor recently because I had a mole that kind of got bloody and I was like, that can't be good. 
I'm not one of those people who go to Google and search, you know, moles that bleed. I was thinking skin cancer, right? As you get older, you think that can't be good. And you go, how big was it last year? And you, you start forgetting. So I went to the doctor and said, no problem, but look at those things on your face. You call it like a keratosis or something, advanced scaly keratosis. I'm like, what do you mean those things? And he said, you got two things side by side that are like really dry, really dry compared to the rest of your face. My face is beautiful. It's very supple. It's very, very moist. I'm, I'm like a, a, a succulent baby pig. Um, but he, he, I got an appointment for later in October to do a full skin check. And they're like, do you care if you have a male or female? I'm like, you know. And I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't do something. Like, it's been a while. Like, no, no, no. But they're going to look at it. And that day, I was like, I should get some moisturizer. Maybe it's just dry skin. I looked up the very, very best moisturizers. I did get on Google for that. See, I don't go out to Google for bloody malls, but I do go to Google and Amazon to figure out best moisturizers, right? Great googly moogly. And the next day, Amazon magically had it at my house. It's kind of made me a little bit lazy, huh? <laughs> like, now again, if I had to go to CVS and buy moisturizer, <laughs> there is a good chance it ain't going to happen. I just don't like CVS. I feel like, you know, the, the old TV show America's Most Wanted? I feel like if you go into CVS, you're going to find someone from America's Most Wanted. We found him. It's Elvis. You know, and Elvis will you cashier or something. But right next to him will be like Ted Bundy or something. And you're like, is he even alive? I don't even know. But uh, I don't. Yes, I don't like retailing. Oh, especially especially drug retailers like Rite Aid, Walgreens, and CVS. But anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about my worst radio guest because I recently talked about some of my best radio guests. Um, two of my worst. Um, Charlie Murphy. I know you're saying Eddie Murphy's brother. He was hilarious on the Chappelle Show. He was he was hilarious on the Chappelle Show. I don't think he really wanted to talk on a business radio kind of angle. And, you know, I, I write down questions. I'm like, so how has YouTube changed your career? And back then, a lot of comedians were bitter because you could see all my stuff on free for free on YouTube, right? But now it's turned into you're, you could be, you know, 60 years old. You could be like Norm MacDonald and people can find all your best jokes from the past and like kind of reinvent yourself from, you know, 30 years of not notoriety from when you were notorious. But Charlie Murphy, he wasn't funny. He wouldn't play along with anything. I was like, it was, how was the Murphy family hold? Were two Murphys too much for your dad? Did he, did he have hair? Like, I, that's not a question, but he goes, yeah, my dad had hair. Um, what's it like having your brother with Rod? Did you go on that tour? Cause that, that raw tour, I remember that, that comedically in high school or college, whatever it was, um, that, that those other clothes and he goes, I didn't go. Um, okay. Okay. So, um, Saturday night live, it, it, it you know, did you ever want to follow in the, your brother's footsteps? No, <laughs> you can on one radio. You can want the person to say a little bit more. Maybe. Second worst, and I think the biggest loser of it all was Janine Garofalo. Um, I clearly grew up in the you know the eighties, early nineties. You know that was the time to do comedy shows and stuff. And MTV was pretty big, and Janine Garofalo at one point in time was kind of a, a sexy leading lady in rom coms. And I was kind of excited to talk to her, as I remember there was a character 
there was a, a bit that she did. Her, her humor was very sarcastic. And maybe I should prep better for comedians. Maybe I should change my, my angles. But if you listen to the show, you know that I have a comedian on every Christmas, and we have you know two hours of nothing but laughing and peeing our pants. Um, Will Durst. But Janine Graffalo comes on, and I go, um, you know, do you remember that skit that you did in stand-up about you know going to a, a Renaissance fair and seeing someone wearing like a, a, a watch that was a swatch that they clearly didn't have? hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And, and you kind of called it out. It was kind of funny. And it was later used in a movie. They actually wrote that you know, stand-up skit into a movie. Um, how's it kind of feel to have like uh, comedy work on two different levels? It's good. I'm like, oh, no, not another Charlie Murphy. Um, but because I kind of believe in capitalism and she's very liberal, I think there was a clash there because my effort was nothing but you know, I, I love comedians and I, I love you. And, you know, you were a big part of my life growing up and you were in this movie and that movie. And like, and then they just be quiet. <laughs> You're like, not that, not that, not that engaging. Sorry that you had to get up at seven. I know you're going to work till midnight tonight. I get it. Come on. You can do better than that. Exactly. I miss Mr. T. And here's a question for you. Dead or alive? I don't know. I'm going to assume alive, but I don't know. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I kind of remember that he had, like, Lance Armstrong kind of cancer. Like, it was everywhere. But I don't know if I'm remembering incorrectly. I'm getting senile in my old age. What are you talking you know, about, I, fool? I started this segment talking about moles and going to see a doctor. And everyone should see a doctor every two years. But you should also try to figure out insurance. I was talking to a friend yesterday and trying to figure out insurance. Uh, he says his wife sends two hours a day on the phone. I'm like, well, y'all are using a lot of insurance if that's the case. And there's some truth to that. He's kind of one of those medically um, challenged people that's always, you know, coughing and getting stuff looked at, coming from a guy who just had a mole looked at. But um, I started the segment a little bit talking about, you know, getting cream and stuff like that in one day from Amazon. But now Home Depot is going to roll out express delivery to 35 markets. I've looked in the past before when I needed a generator or I needed a, a power washer. I'm like, I'm going to see how long it, Home Depot... Oh, it's in-store delivery. If you want to drive 55 miles uh, north of, of, of Sacramento, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not even – I'm 100 miles from Sacramento. So you're talking 155 miles? Yeah. So Home Depot just didn't feel like they had it to me, and it's gotten better. In-store delivery, actually, in your neighborhood on these three models. But if you want one of the you know the best-selling models, you got to go 55 miles. So anyway, Home Depot is matching steps with changing customer preferences company recently rolled out express delivery options for more than 20,000 qualifying items to 35 major metros in the United States. And they're the big ones. They're, they're the ones that you hear about on a regular basis. Um, and I don't know, like you're saying, well, well I live in Timbuktu. That doesn't, why are you doing this story? It's just the changing face of retail. You know, Amazon's opening physical stores. It'll be interesting to watch how well they design them because Apple's pretty famous at this point in time for the Apple store. At a time when other people were pulling back from physical retail, they're going into physical retail. And it, I don't do a lot of consumer checks, but every time I go into that mall, uh, Apple stores always have you know 200 people in them. And I work in television news, and it's kind of sad and kind of pathetic to say this, but uh, when you see criminals come into a store and rob... These days, they're not going into jewelry stores with a mask on their face, and Mr. T's going to chase them with a, a semi-automatic rifle in a van with, with uh, George Pappard. No way, fool. The A-team doesn't really exist, but when they did, it was always like smash and grab jewelry. 
Now it's smash and grab iPhones. Pretty crazy, huh? Hey. Oh, it kind of makes sense. Well, anyway, you, anytime they show a video of it, like uh, the security footage, there's typically 20 to 40 people just standing around like, what's going on? I wonder if this is a theater. I wonder if this is a mystery uh, murder thing that we're going to have to guess later. And they're just watching criminals like smash and grab iPhones and watches and iPads and Macs. And the the typical Palo Alto shopper is like, I wonder if this is a, a mystery dinner theater. I'm surprised more people don't get involved is what it comes down to. The newly launched service at a Home Depot, um, they're trying to do delivery options for do-it-yourselfers and pro customers. And they're going to invest $1.2 billion in the next five years to boost delivery options. And again, we're living in a society where we don't even have to leave anymore. Skin cream, it comes to you. If I need a couple hammers and a couple uh, bottles of paint, it'll come to me. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I saw a great headline the other day, and it just, it just, it, it kind of reflects America to me right now. And I have a very low self opinion, and I'm going through a little bit of depression on it, you know, with where we are. But it was on Bill Cosby, America's dad, uh, violent sexual predator. And you're like, well, that about says it all. Remember when you were growing up, and it was like Beaver, and well, Beaver, we need to have a talk later today. Okay, Dad, I didn't mean to throw the baseball through the neighbor's window. Well, you go to your room, and we'll talk later. So that was America's dad when I was growing up. Now America's dad is a violent sexual attacker. Lovely, right? And this is what our kids are going to hear. You know it must be rough on playgrounds these days. How about Luke Putin? <laughs> you think Bill Cosby's going to be asked about putting in jail? Oh, I think he might. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, don't be shy. The Kavanaugh hearing's going live right now. And one of the things I used to say about Clarence Thomas when he had his inquiries in front of Congress, uh, the Anita Hill examination, cross-examination, I said, I bet it's the first time America's ever realized there's nine Supreme Court justices. And there is a civics lesson to be learned in this. So maybe it's something you could sit down with your kids and say, let's talk about this from a civic standpoint. I don't know. I certainly don't have the answers. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. On the outside, I'm cool, collected. I'm one of a kind. I work aggressively to help you and me get through this world. Uh, Sounds like a song like Cheers. Making a way in the world today takes everything you got. It doesn't. You know, I enjoy what I do and it's not exactly work. And, you know, when I can motivate you at some point in time to take a look at your daily life and factor in how can I be an investor, it's tough, right? Fortnite is a video game that a lot of people know about. It's a dominant game right now. And companies are quoting Fortnite in their earnings call. One of the things that I do that I don't talk much about are are conference calls with, with companies during earnings season. And a lot of the companies that I invest in, a lot of the companies I like to follow, happen to be in the Bay Area. Obviously, tech companies. 
And you know, probably two quarters ago, it was all about Bitcoin. Everyone wanted to try to figure out how can we get into Bitcoin, into our business model, into our conference call, whether it be Litecoin or Ripple or Ethereum or Monero. Now, if you talk about Fortnite, what you're seeing is outsized success. And people, businesses want to project outsized success. The company... Epic Games, which produced Fortnite, banked $296 million in sales from the game console, from the game across the console, PC and mobile categories. Stop and think about that for one second. $296 million in sales. Solo, the Han Solo movie, hasn't made that much money. And a little game that your kid's playing on their phone is thumping Han Solo. And Chewbacca's not happy. <laughs> April saw the launch of Fortnite on Apple on their iOS. And and guess what happened when Apple reported their quarter? They talked about Fortnite. Then you get companies like NVIDIA. Guess what they did? They talked about Fortnite. Tencent, which is a Chinese uh, internet company. They own a 40% stake in Epic. Electronic Arts, Activision, Take-Two. Everyone wants Fortnite. Or something like it. Snap and Hasbro have made mentions of Fortnite on their conference call. Fortnite has over 40 million monthly active users. And you start looking at, you know, you start looking at uh, monthly active users and you instantly start thinking about things like Facebook, right? 40 million monthly. The game HQ Trivia sometimes has a million plus players trying to win a share of $5,000 amongst a million people. It's not a lot of money. Sometimes you literally win 85 cents. But you feel like you're winning, you're beating the system. So everyone's talking about Fortnite because outsized gains. Be careful. That can get you into some hot water. Even though your eight-year-old son plays Fortnite, he won't be able to predict the, the spending on Snap's platform. Or when does the company lose the magical effect and become the next best thing, right? So the success of Fortnite and Player Unknown Battlegrounds are just beyond comprehension right now. That was the quote from NVIDIA CEO Jin Jin Huang. The two games are a combination of Hunger Games and Survivor, and it's just captured the imagination of gamers around the world. That's pretty crazy. So when I go out and build a new computer, and I like to build computers every two or three years, I'm going to get the latest GPU to handle the latest game, even if I'm not playing the latest game. And that's where it gets kind of like, what did he just say? Exactly. So Apple's making big money, big money off Fortnite because you're playing it on their phone. So there's kind of a, a, oh, I almost said something in a pro pro. I almost said there's kind of a hashtag me too thing going on with Fortnite. I didn't say it. I thought it. That is not appropriate behavior. Oh, it's totally appropriate. I mean, it's just um, everyone wants to tie themselves to Fortnite. It's going to pull in two to three billion dollars this year. And if Apple's getting a 10 percent, 20 percent, 30 percent cut of that, depending on the deal made. And they tend to go softer on the bigger deals. That could work out pretty well. So how much is the Fortnite experience worth to you and me? I don't know. And am I going to go out and invest in Epic Games? Probably not. 
Am I going to go out and invest in Tencent? Probably not. But I find it interesting that it's kind of like all the rage now, where in October and, and November, all we could talk about on this show was Bitcoin. And I'm sorry, but we're not talking about Bitcoin every day here. Will it make a, re, uh, will it make a revival? Yes. But that's all I got for you right now. I got a coupon from eBay. Woohoo! I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, my, that's all my, I my. Got. Oh, my, my, my. Um, so let's take a quick look at the markets today and see how we're doing and, how, and what the, the dealio is. The world's in turmoil and investors are bullish. We did see a lot of women in the primaries across the United States make headway into congressional elections this year. So one of the things that we're going to start talking about are the elections because they're now four or five months away, right? What will Congress look like? What will universal health care look like? What will repeals look like? What will the president look like? Relationships with foreign countries. There's a lot of turmoil, but the market's hitting all-time highs. Uh, the Russell and the NASDAQ, good, good news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 